roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Jelinski taking your calls on all matters financial at 800-321-0710. And we're being joined by Marty Davidoff to talk about your your tax tips. Um, Marty is the partner in charge of national tax controversy practice for Prager Metis. So, Marty, what advice do you have for people who move from a high-tax-paying state to a low-paying tax state during the pandemic? Well, if they actually move... uh... Okay, I can't hear you. Okay, so we'll we'll take your calls live, everybody, at 800-321-321. 0710 800-321-0710. If you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, now is the time to chime in at 800-321-0710. We're talking about these stories today, deciphering your 401k statement. Story number two, monitoring concurrent life expectancies. Also, inflation is causing some older Americans to delay retirement plans, and high inflation points to a bigger Social Security COLA for 2023. With many 401k and 403b plans offering multiple participant accounts, your plan statement is probably more complicated than ever. I'm going to give you a brief primer from irahelp.com on what each account represents. So let's first talk about Roths. Roth contributions are optional, but are becoming more and more popular. Contributions are made on an after-tax basis and grow tax-free and can be pulled out tax-free. When funds from this account are distributed, they will be either qualified or non-qualified. So we talked about Roth. Now we're, now we're going to talk about pre-tax deferral accounts. All retirement savings plans allow for pre-tax deferrals. You make these contributions from before tax pay. Both the contributions and earnings are taxable when paid out. If qualified, meaning you have turned age 59 and a half, become disabled or died, and the account has been held for at least five years, contributions and earnings are non-taxable. If non-qualified, the distribution is partially taxable based on the pro rata rule. So we're going to take your questions on Clubhouse. We're talking tax tips, the difference between Roths, pre-tax deferral accounts, qualified accounts, and more. Uh, 
And this is an open line edition of the show. So if you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, whatever question you have, no question is a dumb one except the one that you do not ask. So if qualified, meaning you've turned at least age 59 and a half, become disabled or died, and the account has been held for at least five years, contributions and earnings are non-taxable. If non-qualified, the distribution is partially taxable based on the pro rata rule. The taxable portion is calculated by dividing the amount of earnings by your total Roth account balance and then multiplying that ratio for your distribution. We've also had a wild week in the stock market. The market has rebounded nearly 2,000 points and nobody knows why. Well, we said, don't really get worried by the short-term volatility. Now, I'm sure it'll come back. I'm sure we'll have the market give up some of the gains of the last week. It's due for some selling this week. But it seems like the market has come to rest with a Russia-Ukraine conflict. So give us a call now, 800-321-0710. Maybe you have something called a pre-87 after-tax account. If you made after-tax contributions to an IRA, before 1987, you can withdraw those contributions separately from their earnings. The pro rata rule doesn't apply. So there's Roths, there's qualified accounts, there's after-tax contributions. So traditional after-tax non-Roth employee contributions are allowed in 401ks and 403bs, but not in 457b plans. Contributions come from already taxed pay. Earnings on after-tax contributions will be taxable, though. Some people move those after-tax accounts into Roths. So there are qualifieds, there are after-tax accounts, there are Roths, and there are pre-87 accounts. Now, you may hear that, that word qualified versus non-qualified. If non-qualified, the contribution, the distribution is partially taxable based on the pro rata rule. The taxable portion is calculated by dividing the amount of the earnings by your total Roth balance and then applying that ratio to your distribution. Next, we have rollover accounts. Your plan may accept rollovers into the plan of deductible IRA funds or pre-tax funds from other plans you participated in. So folks, give us a call, 800-321-0710 if you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds. We've had a wild ride in the markets the last three months, basically since January. If you have questions about your accounts, or the recent stock market volatility, give us a call now, 800-321-0710. Now, rollover accounts may be accepted by your company plan. Rollovers into the plan of deductible IRA funds or pre-tax funds from other plans you participated in. These rollover funds are associated these rollover funds and associated funds are taxable when you take them out. 
employer matching or profit sharing contribution accounts are common in 401ks, less common in 403bs, and rare in 457bs, which are governmental plans. These contributions are made with pre-tax funds, so they are taxable to you. Profit-sharing contributions are usually expressed as a flat percentage of your pay. For example, 3% of pay. Whether you make contributions or not, your plan can impose a service requirement before you vested in, or before you are vested in, meaning you own employer contributions made on your behalf. However, if your company makes safe harbor contributions to avoid IRS non-discrimination tests, those contributions must be 100% vested. So give us a call, 800-321-0710. Now, I'm usually patient with the IRS. I understand the massive workload they have, and there are tax cheats lurking around every corner. The IRS does its best to ensure no loopholes exist for bad actors to circumvent the laws. However, when it comes to some of the guidance in the recently, recently released SECURE Act, my patience has run out. Now, good luck explaining this to the general public. Good luck actually implementing it and enforcing it. Some things deserve to be lambasted. Monitoring concurrent life expectancies, that's in the new rule. So next up, we're going to have uh, Dan. And then when we return, we'll be back with more of your calls at 800-321-0710. Go ahead, Dan. Good morning. Thank you for taking uh, my call. So, uh, you know, it's a tax season now, okay? And uh, I have to pay taxes, okay? Probably a very decent amount of taxes based last year, which was a really phenomenal year. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to come with the money. And I have two choices, okay? I can I can liquidate uh, some of my uh, mutual funds, and I have no losses there, so I'm going to have to pay capital gains. Or I can dip into a cash account, and in this case, I'm probably going to deplete about 50% of it. So I'm trying to figure out which is which of the two uh, is better. Can you advise me? Okay, well, we'll be back with the exciting conclusion to your question. When we return, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. It's always on your mind. Retirement, whether you're 55 or 35. Not everyone wants to work forever, and most would like a comfortable retirement. You may already have a plan, but is it the right one? Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback radio program, is ready to guide you towards financial freedom. He challenges the ways your parents and grandparents saved money with fresh strategies, which are exactly what you need to navigate today's volatile economic climate. Josh's new book, Retirement Reality Check, is available to order on Amazon. It's an easy read that guides you through his system for securing your financial freedom, including tax-saving strategies, understanding the right investment mix, and more. Order now. Retirement Reality Check. Call Josh at 888-988-JOSH. Let Josh help you map out your retirement using fresh strategies. Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Hey, meet you out on the first tee? Yeah, I'll be right there, just reading this article. On what? 
New bill Congress passed. Looks like it's going to affect the value of all retirement savings plans. My financial guy didn't tell me about this when I saw him the other day. Well, my guy did, and we made a plan. You may have heard of him, Josh Jelinski. Josh Jelinski is your guy? Listen, if you're 10 years or less from retirement... Which I am. Josh will give you a free economic plan, which includes retirement planning, a 27-point checklist to make sure your income lasts as long as you live. He'll even help you navigate the current tax code. I'm definitely going to call Josh. Cool, but first, can we play some golf? Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, for your free economic plan. 888-988-JOSH. 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 Can Marty speak or no? Hi, everybody. We're back taking your calls at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. If you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, whatever question you have, no question is a dumb one. And Marty Davidoff, uh, can you can you speak and answer that question? Yeah, I can speak. Uh, how are you today? Can Hi. you hear me? Great. Thank you. Good. So. Okay. Uh yeah, we, we can't hear you. Folks, give us a call, 800-321-0710. Marty, thanks for the call. And Dan, uh, thank you for the call. We'll take more of your questions, folks, at 800-321-0710. If you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, Okay, so there are a number of items in the proposed regulations that make me shake my head, but I will focus on one egregious case of ridiculous government oversight monitoring concurrent life expectancies. The rule is so complex and misguided that there is a little chance it will be ever followed properly. So things are just going off the rails with the new SECURE Act. I don't even know what's going on, but give me a break. Why focus on something as minuscule as this? Aren't there bigger fish to fry? We have to make a rule for the rare occurrence when this happens just to fractionally accelerate RMD payments to generate pennies more in tax revenue. For those of you who don't know, the IRS has changed the SECURE Act completely. And there are a number of rules. For example, Robert dies at age 75 with an RMD. Now, 75 is after 72, which is your required beginning date, dictating when RMDs begin. Robert's beneficiary is older than is his older sister, Sally, age 80. Since Sally is not more than 10 years younger than Robert, she can stretch RMD's payments. However, since Robert died after 72 and Sally is older than Robert, Sally is permitted to use Robert's life expectancy to calculate her RMDs. Basically, all you need to know is they've changed the stretch functions. They've changed RMDs and how they work. So give us a call now. 800-321-0710. If you have an IRA, now is the time to chime in. As inflation rises, 
Many Americans are shifting life milestones, including retirement. Some 13% of Gen Xers and baby boomers say they have postponed or considered delaying plans to leave the workforce due to soaring costs. That's according to a survey from the Nationwide Retirement Institute, showing a cross-generation wave of Americans canceling or postponing major life events due to rising prices. Inflation spiked 7.9% in February, a new 40-year high, according to the U.S. Department of Labor. So, folks, we're taking your questions on all matters financial at 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Almost all consumers are worried about inflation, Nationwide found, and most expect a continued rise in the cost of living over the next 12 months. Someone close to retirement or already living on a fixed income may be particularly vulnerable to inflation, Nationwide found, and most expect a continued rise in the cost of living over the next 12 months. When prices rise, they are usually forced to reevaluate their budget and find ways to cut expenses. And the stock market downturns can create further problems for some of you, depending on the construction of your portfolio, the timing of your withdrawals, known as the sequence of return risk. The recent drops in stock and bond prices, I don't know if you've been seeing this, but LQD, a very conservative corporate bond ETF, down almost 10% since January 1. Not recommending that you buy or sell anything, but bond indexes are down precipitously, causing many retirees to rethink bonds. I've said this for a while now. The recent drops uh, may, may be concerning to you. What's more concerning to me is the typical portfolio of 60% stock, 40% bonds may be called into question. Now, what do you do? You, look, you want 40% of your money that's not tethered to the bond market, potentially, but not tethered to the stock market either. So you could look at things like annuities for fixed income that will not go down if the bond market goes down. Next up, we have Jane. Go ahead, Jane. You're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Hi, Josh. I have, a, I'm a new grandmother. My grandsons are about 18 months old. And I have $2,000 that I would like to invest for them. And the recommendation I was given was to invest in bonds. But I thought I could be more aggressive because they're very young. What is your recommendation? Yeah, I think bonds are stupid right now. Unless you're older... Yeah. And you need it as a portfolio hedge. Like some people want to have, let's say, 20% of their overall portfolio in bonds or 40% in bonds. But right now, if interest rates go up, bond yields could go down. I mean, bond the price of bonds can go down. I mean, if you look at uh, any bond index and, you know, like the, you know, Vanguard total bond index, it's down. Um not saying you buy or sell it based on what I say over the radio, but a lot of people are very, you know, 
So imagine incurring a 5% loss in bonds and you thought you were doing something a little less risky. And that's due to the fact that as interest rates rise, for about every 1% hike in interest rates, bond prices fall about 8%. So I think it's dumb to put, you know, a grandkid's money in bonds unless you might need it more short term. I don't, that doesn't make any sense. Now, there are I bonds, which yeah, are paying about seven, which are paying about 7.1% for the time being. Now, if inflation goes down, those could then earn 0%. But if you want to put, you know, 10 grand in a bond, in an I bond, I'm fine with that too. You know, but I bonds are different than a bond fund or a bond ETF. So I hope that helps. Any other questions on that, Jane? No, the I-bond was the recommendation. I'm sorry I didn't clarify that in the beginning. I, um, I, you know, I, I also inherited uh, IRAs from my parents. And I'm 60 years old. Yeah. And I, one, di one died prior to, um, I guess, 2020, so I have to take I don't have to take that out, but my mom died recently, and so they said that I have to take that money out within 10 years. Yeah, you have the 10-year spend down. Yeah. Depends on when she died. She died in 2021. Okay. Yeah, then you have 10 years to empty the money, and then according to the new rule, you have to take an RMD every year for the next 10 years. So it's March madness here, not only in basketball, but also in finance with, with the IRS recently releasing the secure act, uh, rules and revisions. So hopefully, uh, that helps you. Any other questions on that before we go to the phone lines at 800 321 Okay, we're moving on, talking about inflation. Many retirees may avoid the brunt of certain rising costs, according to J.P. Morgan's 2022 Guide for Retirement. For example, although gas prices rose by 24% over the past month, according to AAA, retirees tend to drive less, making them less vulnerable to surges at the pump. When you separate out health care, retirees typically spend less on other categories, such as food, gas, and housing, until about age 80, according to the report. So some people are actually spending less in retirement, according to this report. I don't know about you, but what's the day you spend the most money on? Usually on the weekend. So when you're retired you typically want to spend more, not less. But if you don't like your job and you want to take it easy, you know, learn how to live on a budget, I guess, and live, live on less. Now, retirees who are feeling the pinch of higher prices take heart. There could be a much bigger Social Security cost of living adjustment next year. A preliminary estimate from the Senior Citizens League, a nonpartisan senior group, finds that the COLA could be as high as 7.6%. I don't know if you, you've heard it here first, folks. 
David Ranson came on this show about a year ago and told us inflation would be about 20%. And he's right. From where when he came on, we're, we're going to be up about 20% year to date. Now, to be sure, Social Security is never intended to replace all the person's income in retirement. In order to adjust for inflation, retirees would likely have to draw down extra money from a pension or other investments to make up the difference for record high costs. According to CNBC, the Social Security COLA for 2022 was 5.9%, the highest bump in over 40 years. Data released Thursday found that the CPI for all urban consumers, known as the CPIU, doesn't mean that you have to live in an urban district, notched a new 40-year high with an increase of 7.9% over the past 12 months. Social Security COLA is calculated based on another measure, the CPIU, and in clerical workers, or CPIW. CPIU is a more general index that tracks retail prices all consumers pay, all urban consumers. CPIW, on the other hand, is a more specialized measure of the retail prices affecting urban hourly wage earners and clerical workers, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics. High oil prices were one factor in the Senior Citizens League's current 7.6% estimate. CPIW puts a higher weight on food, clothing, and transportation. I want you to call me right now at 800-321-0710 and tell me, what are you feeling? Are you feeling inflation? I mean, I guess you, if, if you haven't, you've been under a rock. Have you felt it at the pump? Have you felt it at the grocery store? To be sure, the official COLA for next year will not be determined until October. So there are many more months of data still to come. The Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates and thereby attempt to curb rising prices, but a quarter point bump will not do that. The average retiree is currently around $1,564 a month, according to the Senior Citizens League. But as of March, the benefit would need to be $1,698 to keep up with an 8.6% increase in inflation. Folks, this is why government spending is a tax on the poor and the dumb voter. Inflation is the biggest stealth tax. It's why the government shouldn't spend more. They should live within their means. We can't just print money. It's going to hurt the poor. It's going to exacerbate income inequality. It's going to hurt the middle class. We're seeing it. And, you know, the only people who afford this type of stuff are Jeff Bezos because he can raise your Prime subscription. When we return, we'll be back with more of your calls at 800-321-0710. Up next, we're going to talk about the earned income tax credit. When we return, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. 
Are you worried about the recent coronavirus crisis and how it may have affected your money? Hi, everybody. I'm Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, inviting you to join me for my complimentary six ways to keep calm during turbulent markets webinar. If you schedule and keep your no obligation webinar today at 888-988-JOSH, it's a great thing to do. If you're stuck at home under stay at home orders, call us right now, 888-988-JOSH. If you're bored, there's never been a better time to get a second opinion on your wealth than right now. 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. And go to my website, retirementrealitycheck.com today and take your free investment profile quiz. And when you buy my book, you're eligible for three free gifts. 888-988-JOSH. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, 888-988-JOSH. Okay, we're back. You guys got to unmute Clubhouse. We're on Clubhouse and WOR taking your calls on iHeartMedia, Spotify now. You can search for us on Spotify. Download the Spotify podcast. You can hear both vignettes. So we have something called Financial Quarterback Inside the Huddle. So if you just like bite-sized nuggets of financial education, listen to us there. Next up, we're going to the phone lines we have Bob. Go ahead. He wants to know, should he buy treasuries? Go ahead, Bob. Okay. Hey, Bob, go ahead. Yes, it's specifically uh, specifically directed towards treasuries. But just as a background, uh, I can recall very quickly where the Senate Finance Committee was questioning uh, the Secretary of the Treasury at that time, under Carter, and uh, they were questioning the uh, refinancing of the Treasurer's Secretary Treasurer's uh, mortgage, and it was uh, actually refinanced twice, the same amount twice, the same house twice. Secondly, uh, I noticed that every time we get into the Fed. As you just stated, the quarter percent increase, there is no repurchase of bonds. It's always, oh, we'll get around to that. We, I understand, and maybe you can correct me, uh, that it's now May before they're going to do the repurchase of bonds. So my question is, all the savers are just suffering from this, and they have no options uh, because there's no leadership. And there's no honesty in terms of what is going on, because I think the only conclusion I can make is that the repurchase of the bonds by the Treasury or Finance uh, Secretary of the uh, uh, Fed is just holding up the stock market. And unless that all comes about and rectifies, I think I have to come to the conclusion that the saver which is what I am and retired, is just going to suffer from this whole process. And then I like your comments on the fact that I think the annuities, at least last week when I checked, were in the 375 to 4% range. Yeah, I think, you know, we're keeping it honest here. What's going on with interest rates and the Fed is nothing more than a war on seniors it's a war on the savings class. And it, it's basically saying you got to have money in the stock market. 
or you got to have money in annuities or things that basically are not tethered to the bond market. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Annuities, an insurance company buys bonds for you, but they have 30-year time horizons, 100-year time horizons. You don't have that. So back in the day, you could buy a 10-year treasury, pay you 5%. You didn't need an annuity. Does that make sense? Now, you have to buy the purchasing power of the insurance company and the bonds that they purchase, so at least you can get paid while you wait out this. Now, potentially rates, I mean, if we have inflation, they're going to have to jack up rates to no end, then we'll have a recession. People worried about Russia, Ukraine. I'm more worried about the interest rates and what the Fed does. So give us a call, 888-988-JOSH. I'd love to help you. I certainly agree with your sentiments. Uh, There's been a war on the savings class. And, you know, people need to read Hayek and, you know, get get a good sense of economics back. So uh, any other questions before we move to? We got Anthony and then we have Ivy. Anthony, not sure of his financial priorities right now. But thank you. Uh, any other points on that, Bob, before we go to Anthony? Well, I just want to know, do you, do you think that um, the annuity is, is in that range of 375 to 4% where you invest it and it's permanently uh, out of your control? Well, that's the thing. Annuities don't have to be out of control. No, no, They're, I'm just saying. It, you can buy an annuity that you fully control the money. That no, goes to I'm your heirs when you die. I don't like the other ones. The other ones are stupid. Why would you want to give your money to an insurance company when you die? If you have kids, those are called immediate yeah. annuities. Now, I know there are different people that we've had on the show, and they say, oh, do an immediate annuity. I think that's dumb. Unless you have no children and you want the highest payout possible, um, they're generally academic types who don't really read the fine print in the annuity contracts who promote immediate annuities, spias and dias, I would much rather have a fixed annuity paying whatever, 3% or something, or a fixed index annuity with an income rider where you get paid whatever, 5% yield. Um, Now, they're generally terms. Sometimes you can get one that's like a five-year commitment or a seven or a 10. If you cancel early, there's usually a surrender charge. Um, But you can get ones that are low fee or no fee. So the, the, the two biggest knock on annuities that I hear are the fees are high. Well, yeah, it's like you could buy, you know, you could have an expensive wife or a cheap wife, right? It's, it all depends on, on the person. My wife's very frugal, so I'm very blessed. Uh, you could buy, uh, buy an expensive car or a cheap car. They're going to get you from point A to point B. Well, you can buy an case, expensive I, annuity or cheap annuity. Get a cheap one. You can get fees as low as uh, 1.1 or even no fees for some of these things. Call us and find out. 888-988-JOSH. We're there for you. Oh, go ahead. You had a, uh, a thought. Well, I got into the annuity area back in the 80s, and I bought 9.7% annuity, and it's more than tripled in terms of return. Wow. 9.7? And, uh, and when I bought it... In those days, the uh, brokers knew what you? they were doing, <laughs> and they set it up so that the uh, uh, annuity was not was 
a strong percentage was not taxable for 25 years. So during that period of time, I got a return of 12%. That's, that's and that's fantastic. what I'm looking to see where there are opportunities. Like yeah, there, there are opportunities now. And um, give us a call. We can kind of shop them, see if they're they're not right for anybody. What I'm saying is annuities are a better alternative right now to bonds, not to stocks. Stocks are a better place for growth and inflation fighting power. But if you take a 60-40 portfolio that's 60% stock, 40% bonds, 40% that bonds isn't earning anything. In fact, it's losing. So at least uh, having that 40% in something like an annuity and the 60% in stock is better alternative. I've talked about this years ago, then everybody started repeating what I was saying. Uh, next up, we're going to go to the phone lines. We have Anthony. Go ahead. Hello. Um, so my question is this. Um, with the rise of inflation, uh, most American flam- families, you know, they have a little credit card debt. They're paying off a mortgage, and they're trying to invest in a 401k or a 457. So with the rise... With the rise of inflation, obviously, credit card debt is uh, more important. You pay that off first. But with the extra funds that any family would have, what do you think is more important? Putting more towards the mortgage Don't or um, still putting, at... okay, or putting more into the 401k or, four, or 457 plan and trying to save? Um, so with the rise of inflation, should a family change their uh, plan and pay more to a mortgage or continue to put into a 401k? I would pay less into a mortgage. And more into savings, more into stocks, more into Roths, more into your 401k, because what's a mortgage? 3%? You know, you're losing to inflation if you pay off your house. Does that make sense? Yes, thank you. If the long-term average return on stocks is, let's say, 6 or 7%, and your mortgage is 3 or 4%, then you're making 2% on the bank's money. I mean, I'm being overly simplistic here, but I think paying off a mortgage in this interest rate is pretty dumb. So we're going to go to the YouTube chat feature. Hey, guys, J- Jim, Ben, you didn't tell me we have people chiming in questions on the YouTube chat. So we're on YouTube at The Financial Quarterback If you have questions, now's the time to chime in. We'll get to the YouTube chat questions and more. So call us 800-321-0710 during the break. We'll be back after these messages. Protect your portfolio from the dreaded might. The massive income tax acceleration bill, otherwise known as the SECURE Act, killed the stretch IRA. What does that mean for you? Your heirs are going to have to pay more taxes on your IRAs. Are you prepared? If you have a 401k, 457, 403b, or IRA, you have to do a tax analysis on your IRA and make sure you are protected from the dreaded income tax acceleration bill known as the SECURE Act. Call my office right now at 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-5674. The SECURE Act increased the age of RMDs from 70 and a half to 72, but many people are unaware of the death of the stretch IRA. So call us now, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. It's always on your mind. Retirement, whether you're 55 or 35. Not everyone wants to work forever, and most would like a comfortable retirement. You may already have a plan. 
But is it the right one? Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback radio program, is ready to guide you towards financial freedom. He challenges the ways your parents and grandparents saved money with fresh strategies, which are exactly what you need to navigate today's volatile economic climate. Josh's new book, Retirement Reality Check, is available to order on Amazon. It's an easy read that guides you through his system for securing your financial freedom, including tax-saving strategies, understanding the right investment mix, and more. Order now. Retirement Reality Check. Call Josh at 888-988-JOSH. Let Josh help you map out your retirement using fresh strategies. Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Okay, we're back. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback And we're taking your calls all hour at 800-321-0710. We have the YouTube. We have uh, Mike saying, if my wife and I make over the limit for a Roth IRA and we do a backdoor Roth by putting 6K in each IRA, uh, we have Jesus through Mary is chiming in who is a, a very elite accountant to the questions. But is, are you allowed to do a backdoor since we have a great uh, CPA listening um, with the name Jesus through Mary? Do you have, do you happen to have, uh, can we do a backdoor Roth? Didn't they ban that? Double check that. Now Biden is trying to kill the backdoor Roth by the way, so do it while you can, he writes. But I thought they got rid of it last year. Or or did they not end up getting rid of it? So we got Pat, who has questions on uh, 25K in stock for three grandkids. Go ahead, Pat. Uh, good morning. Uh, my question is, I have $75,000 invested for my three grandchildren, each one $25,000. I have it listed as um, joint tenant. Is that a good way to have this stock read? Joint tenant. Who's your joint right. tenant? My grandson. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I would have it in your name. Leave it to your grandchild if he dies, and then he gets it with a step up in basis. And there's no tax when you die, unless you're worth, you know, over. 12 million or whatever the estate tax. No, is. not that. Okay. So I should change all those stock certificates to read my name. And well, I don't know yet. We have to work. You'd have to check with your accountant to make sure you could do that. But I'm just saying, generally speaking, you know, we don't give any advice over the airways. If you want to call us at 800-321-0710, we can get a CPA to help you as well. But basically, if, uh-huh. if I'm giving money to a child or a grandchild, you want it in your name with them as the beneficiary. So it should be as beneficiary. Yeah, because if, if, mm-hmm. if they own, unless like, now there's other reasons you would put it into a trust or you would put it into their name. For example, let's say you didn't want the nursing home to get it if you had an end of life right. illness. So uh-huh. hope that helps. I guess that's what I thought of when I was doing it because I'm 86 years old and I guess I was trying to protect that for them. God forbid I have to go to a nursing home. Yeah. Well, well, that's something totally different. 
Having a joint uh-huh. account doesn't protect them from the nursing home. You would have to spend the account down. It's part of the nursing home Even- Medicaid spend down. Now, I'm not a oh. Medicaid attorney, so let's say you have half your account you have to spend and half can go to him. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. Like right, if, if, you wanna have, if you want to have if you want to have your money escape the Medicaid spend down, then you would want it in the child's name. Does that make sense? Okay, or a yeah. trust. Uh-huh. If you want the money okay. to avoid capital gains tax, you would want it in your name. And then when you pass, they get a step up. So I would have okay. to look at your whole picture and see what is the biggest danger. Is it Medicaid or is it capital gains tax? I don't know enough about your situation, but th- that would be the question. Uh-huh. So okay. what's a bigger threat on your money, capital gains or Medicaid? I see what you mean. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you so much for answering my question. I will definitely call. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Next up, we have Dan who's having trouble coming up with money to pay his taxes. Go ahead, Dan. Okay, so thank you for again for taking my call. So basically, it's simple. Okay, I have to pay taxes. Last year was a good year, and uh, I have two choices. Okay, I can liquidate some of my holding, and I have no losses there, by the way. So I will be have to pay uh, capital gains or uh, go into a cash account. In this case, uh, I'll deplete it by about fifty percent, and I'm trying to figure out which would be a better way to go about it. Well, you're trying to pay taxes. Do you have any cash at the bank? Well, that's what I'm saying, okay, but I'll be depleting it by about 50%. Who cares? What's better, depleting your taxes by 50% or paying the government 30? Your choice. I, I don't get I don't I don't understand. Okay. How much do you owe to the government? Well, uh, it would be around uh, 25,000. This is great. This is great for a broader listening population. If you take 25 grand out of your IRA, you have to pay about eight grand in taxes, depending on your tax rate, right? No, no, no. It, 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 I'm sorry. Okay. It's not in an IRA. It's a regular account. It's not, it's not an IRA situation at all. It's just what I have to pay. Yeah, but then I would get that money from cash earning nothing at the bank. Okay. Okay. Even that depletes... Uh, my account by about 50%. I, I, I roughly, I'm just, I'm kind of rounding the numbers. Yeah, we're having some fun uh, talk on the YouTube channel. Search for the financial quarterback, Josh Jelinski. Apparently a bunch of Catholics are hanging out together. It's a lot of fun. We love everybody on the financial quarterback. Catholics, Jews, agnostics, Christians. Whatever you, whatever you follow, we're here for you. Muslims, um, happy St. Joseph's Day. Uh, we, have, we have a lot of nice people in the chat. Um, apparently, Jesus through Mary, who's an accountant, said the, the backdoor Roth IRA survived for now. Well, thank you for that tip. Because a lot of people did not take advantage of the backdoor Roth when we return. So uh, we'll talk about the backdoor Roth. Basically, what you do is you do a non-deductible 8606 form. 
That's a non-deductible IRA contribution. And if you've already have existing traditional IRA money, then the conversion is treated as coming from the old money first. So you got to be careful of that pro rata rule. The backdoor Roth isn't right for everybody. So you want to seek the competent advice of a tax professional. And folks, we have a tax professional, a couple tax professionals, CPAs who've been gracious to offer a free 15-minute consult at tax time. I don't know how if you know how hard that is. When you schedule and keep your no-obligation review, get a free 15-minute consult with a CPA when you call us at 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. Now, so someone um, on YouTube named Stewie said, I see your parents don't pay for college advice. Ha <laughs> So I watched Markets Directions some weeks. So, you know, I've always thought paying for college is kind of dumb. But that's me. I paid for my own college. I mean, like parents going broke to pay for their kids' college. I value education. Don't, don't get me wrong there. My, my eighth grader knows intermediate logic. Jim, do you know intermediate logic? I don't even know intermediate logic. So we'll be back. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Hey, meet you out on the first tee? Yeah, I'll be right there. Just reading this article. On what? New bill Congress passed. Looks like it's going to affect the value of all retirement savings plans. My financial guy didn't tell me about this when I saw him the other day. Well, my guy did, and we made a plan. You may have heard of him, Josh Jelinski. Josh Jelinski is your guy? Listen, if you're 10 years or less from retirement... Which I am. Josh will give you a free economic plan, which includes retirement planning, a 27-point checklist to make sure your income lasts as long as you live. He'll even help you navigate the current tax code. I'm definitely going to call Josh. Cool, but first, can we play some golf? Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, for your free economic plan. 888-988-JOSH. 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 Okay, we're back. This is Josh Jelinski, the Financial Quarterback. We have Dan, who's coming up. Is Dan still on or did he go? Next up, we have Pat. Pat or Ralph? Go ahead, Ralph. Yes, hi. How you doing? Thanks for reminding me about St. Joseph's Day. I got to get those pastries. Yeah. So there we go. We have a lot. We have good. We have a lot of good Catholics listening right now. So uh, go ahead, Ralph. Anyway, uh, my situation. I'm going to be 62 in July. Um, Getting within retirement age with uh, the city, I work for uh, government, and I do have a pension, but I do have a mortgage left. So what I'd like to do is be able to keep the house in New York and get a little something in Florida, a condo, and be like a snowbird. But yeah, you and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, just don't know if I could afford it. With yeah, my family. advice would be don't do it now. I mean, everybody has that same idea. You want to wait till all the New Yorkers go down and then they then they turn Florida into a hellhole? No, no, thank you. And then they'll ruin, you know, people are like, oh, I like the politics in Florida. Just wait till all the New Yorkers move down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I'll be one of those 
but um, I'll be a good one. New uh, Yorkers may, New York may be more, uh, may turn red with all the people moving down to Florida anyway now. Um, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I, uh, do, I know the, the government administration we got now, I'm a little nervous of, of doing anything, but I need, I just was wondering if I could take the, um, somehow take my uh, my deferred comp i have about 250 in deferred comp and and maybe pay something take out little by little because i never was able to get a roth with that plan well we can see if a roth is right for you we have a special roth calculator where we can look at after-tax contributions that can be what's called the backdoor roth you could also look at roth 457s roth 401ks Roth IRAs, the great thing about a Roth is it grows tax-free. You can pull it out tax-free. No, I'm not discouraging you from moving. If you really want to move to Florida, go ahead. I'd go to Florida tomorrow if my wife let me. But now the property values have tripled. So it's it's now more expensive to live in Florida than New Jersey or New York in some cases. What do I mean by that? Let's say you buy a house for $900,000 in, you know... So nice, uh, listener friend, nine hundred thousand. Do you know the property tax is like one point eight percent? So if you buy a million dollar house, it's eighteen thousand dollars a year in property tax. That's not like cheap. Then you got to spend yeah. money on the homeowner's insurance. All for how many months do you really want to go down to Florida? Like four, maybe three, and you really have to be there six months and a day to get the favorable tax treatment. Now, don't get me wrong. If you can do it six months and a day, do it. But um, property tax is pretty high. They have no state income tax. They do have something called freedom, (laughs) which we don't seem to have in the blue states anymore. So I don't want to discourage you if you really like Florida. I'm just saying it's a little pricey right now. And typically Florida gets hot and then it cools and then it drops. So if I were you... I would, I would consider renting, figure out what town you like in Florida, and then maybe go there in a year or two when, when real estate market is cooled. I don't think it's going to cool. Personally, my prediction is it cools in about five years. <laughs> um, and cycle in real estate. And maybe next year it's a little cooler than it is this year. It's a very hot market right now. And maybe it just becomes uh, New York the Southern version. So give us a call 800-321-0710. If you want to get on with me, ask me any live questions. We're taking your calls all next hour as well. 800-321-0710. We're taking your calls on the YouTube. We got, um, the YouTube's going search for YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. Search for The Financial Quarterback. Uh, We will answer any and every. Maybe you're a bachelor. You don't want to get on the radio. Hit the YouTube chat chat bar. Also, make sure you listen all next hour. We're going to be back with exciting news. Market Dynamics. Bank of China recently announced a rate cut. That sends... Big news for the two biggest stocks, two of the biggest stocks in the world. We'll talk about that when we return and more. Give us a call, 888-988-JOSH. You get the free book when you schedule and keep.
your no-obligation 45-minute wealth strategy session. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-5674. Tired of losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, taking your calls on All Matters Financial. And we got Jim at the helm. How you doing, Jim? I am fine, Josh. Thank you. Everybody's happy. People are excited that you're on. I, I think June said, hi, Jim. You know, the clients really? just love you on. Have you heard about this? No. They, they're just all into Jim. Well, People didn't know it. how good you were at this technical stuff. I didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, Jim, Jim is our office manager during the week, and he's helping us during the weekend along with Ben, the intern. How, ben, how you doing? Life's peachy keen, Josh. Thanks for asking. Speak closer to the mic. Life is really good, Josh. Thanks for asking. And what are you learning financially? Uh, what was your greatest tip this week financially? Don't let people rip you off. Uh, <laughs> know your power, you know? There you Negotiate. go. Don't let people rip you off. That's a great tip. It seems that everybody is getting ripped off, whether it's dealing with cell phone carriers, whether it's dealing with, you know, uh, various cell phone companies, which shall remain nameless. <laughs> um, my tips for, is negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. So you, you said that you learned a lot through negotiating on eBay. I, probably, I think I learned a lot negotiating baseball cards back when I did baseball cards. So it's a similar skill. Um, so we're going to go to the phone lines. Any other tips you learned uh, this week, Ben, as an intern? Um, not really. I, no. It was very hardcore negotiating with... Uh different cultures and different languages and <laughs> different ethnicities. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's difficult it's now because for some reason you can't, uh, you know, when you call people on the line, you always deal with, you know, people. I, I, I'm dealing now with people. You call the Philippines, you hear roosters crow in the background. Have you heard that? Yes. It's a new thing. Okay, so we're going to go to the phone lines at 800 321 Eligible taxpayers can claim the earned income tax credit in these states. So give us a call now, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. If you have questions on the stock market, the Bank of China recently came to the rescue to Alibaba, Tencent, JD.com. Now you might say, well, who the heck are these companies? Alibaba is one of the top 10 companies in the world by market capitalization. They are up there with Fang, Mant, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, and Tencent. 
they control uh, a lot of video gaming. Like Fortnite is owned by Tencent. League of Legends, all these uh, stupid video games your kids and grandkids play. And it's amazing that our government has allowed the Chinese to basically infect the whole next generation from TikTok to video games to Hollywood. Now Disney has rewritten Mulan. This is a national crisis in security, national security crisis. But as I say, if you can't beat them, join them. You know, when it comes to money, it seems like our government doesn't care. So I'm just that boy. Remember that story? I don't know. You read in school about the boy with his finger in the dike. And then the dam came and washed the kid. Or I don't know. You remember that? I don't know. Anyway, I'm just a boy sticking his finger in the dike of Holland as the water is coming, rushing over. But this is something that is major national security implications. TikTok is spying on your children, teenagers. So China's going to know exactly what they can get away with. Imagine we go to war with China or Russia, God forbid. And now all of the youngsters who are 18, 20 of war age can now be manipulated by TikTok. You think the Chinese allow TikTok? Do, do you really think the Chinese allow that technology on their youth? Probably not. Um, ours, I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, but a, a good friend of mine just said they're building a facial recognition database from the images. You know, so is YouTube, so is Google, so is Facebook. So what's TikTok, right? I don't know. You know, it. I do agree with you, though. Um, you, you, um, my friend who said that knows a lot more about that stuff than I do. So TikTok controls your kids' social media. They're not on Facebook. They are on Instagram. So instead of destroying Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, we should be propping that up. That's an American company, right? Do you know the only company that can compete with Google is ByteDance? Are you familiar with ByteDance, any of you? Nobody knows ByteDance. ByteDance is the only companies that will... You ever try DuckDuckGo because you want privacy? DuckDuckGo stinks. DuckDuckGo doesn't really... You try to search it, it doesn't work the same as Google. So no matter how much you want to be private... Now, I would, I would recommend everybody go to DuckDuckGo for privacy... But its search results are not as good as Google. But ByteDance is really good. But ByteDance is Chinese. We want to have a... I'd rather have a California-based company know our data than a Chinese company. What about Zoom? We all use Zoom. Chinese company. Now, now they're all based in California. Now, they do things the Chinese government to... Okay, only 9.99% of these shares are owned, so they don't have to disclose. But most of them started in China. The biggest... China tech is huge. And two of the 10 biggest companies and three of the top 20, maybe four of the top 20 are all from China. The Bank of China came to the rescue of these companies this week, announcing sending Chinese stocks up 30 to 40%. Now, I, I own some of them, so maybe I'm a hypocrite. Um, 
But the point is, if you can't beat them, join them. It's like, do I like cigarette companies? No. Do I like booze companies? No. But it doesn't mean, you know, if you try to screen stocks from a moral uh, screening, you wouldn't own anything. I don't particularly. um, Now, my resident expert in all things tech said Zoom is not a Chinese company at all. That isn't true. See, this is what they do. They are now a U.S. company. Yes, owned by Chinese-American Eric Yuan. Who do you think he answers to? Who do you think the Chinese government will kidnap his kids? Where the heck did Jack Ma go? Jack Ma is missing. Alibaba, is it really a Chinese company anymore? It's probably based in Luxembourg or the Netherlands. But what they do so they can say they're a U.S. company is they own like 9.99% of shares. Now, according to my expert, he says they're headquartered in San San Jose, California. Yes, I agree with that, but that's what they do. The Chinese are way smarter than we are. They keep 9.99% of the shares so they don't uh, have to disclose all that. They do this with like every company. Tencent, Spotify, they own parts of Spotify. Anyway, I, I don't think we can be Chinese tech personally. It's way ahead of us. While we were teaching uh, kids about all kinds of dumb things in school, they're teaching their kids about engineering and reading and writing and arithmetic, the three R's. But they're not the three R's. It's a W, an A, reading is R, A is arithmetic, and writing is W. But I like to call them the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. So we're going to talk. take your stock market questions. So we're talking Chinese tech saved by the bank, the Bank of China, that is. And here's the thing. Our government, is it really any better? We're, we're, we're resorting. You know, our government would probably buy our U.S. stocks if they go down 60%, 70%. Next up, we have Tim, who converted an IRA to Roth. Go ahead. Hello? Hi. Uh, hi, hi, Josh. Uh, I uh, took uh, $200,000 out of a traditional IRA with Vanguard, and I put it into a, uh, a Roth. And I did this in January this year. And the five-year period, I'm a little confused about that, but what I read my IRS website seems to indicate the five years starts in January of 2021 then. Am I correct? Well, whatever... Um... You know, the five-year period starts from the date of the first contribution. When was your first contribution? In, in January of 2022, I told okay. the Vanguard to make it for a distribution for 2021. You mean a contribution? Vanguard can count that as a 2021 contribution. Then I would make it a 2021 contribution to start your five-year clock. But how old are you? I'm 70. Yeah, some of that doesn't matter if you're above a certain age. So if you're above 59 and a half, the five-year rule um, does apply to you at 70. Okay, so basically, let's talk about the five-year rule. What is it? You can withdraw earnings tax-free. And it starts from day one. So if you're 70 at 75, five years after your first contribution... If your contribution is 2021, 
2026. If it's March of 2022, March of 2027, you add five years, you should be fine. The Roth IRA five-year rule states that you cannot withdraw earnings tax-free until it's been at least five years since you first contributed to a Roth IRA account. So let's say you put in 7,000 into a Roth. You can contribute seven. You could take seven out at any time tax-free. It's the earnings. So the seven grows to 10. You can't take the three grand out tax-free until five years have passed. Does that make sense? Right, but for me, it will start in January. Even though I, I did the contribution in, in January 2022, the count will start in January of 2021. So in 2026, I can take out the, the earnings. Even though it, 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 the IRS count will be five years, but in fact, it will actually only be four years. Well, let's ask our resident accountant on the YouTube. I don't know. Are you still on the YouTube accountant? Um. If you are still, um, if you're still on YouTube, Mr. Accountant, type in the answer to that question. Does the five-year rule start? Does it become four years because Vanguard made it a 2021 contribution? I don't know. I wouldn't trust necessarily Vanguard. I'd trust an accountant or the IRS. Um, you know, but we'll check. I'll go more into the five-year rule. One question that people have is, does the five-year rule apply to Roth conversions after age 59 and a half? Does that make sense? And the answer right. is, even if you're over 59 and a half when you withdraw the money, some of your withdrawals could get included in taxable income thanks to the five-year rule. You won't owe 10% penalty in that case, but you'll still owe tax on any withdrawals above the amount contributed. Does that make sense? But the five-year clock, does the five-year clock start from the contribution or the year of the contribution? Uh, we have our accountant. The Catholic accountant is on the line. Uh, he's saying, yes, the five-year rule starts on the first day of the tax year for which the contribution is credited. So if it's a 2021 contribution, then the clock starts January 1, 2021. This Catholic accountant is pretty smart. Uh, we, we're, we should have him on next week. But he, he, uh, maybe he can come on next week on the YouTube and the chat room. He's a very smart guy. Um, so give us a call. 888-988-JOSH if you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds. We're on taking your questions live on iHeartMedia, on Clubhouse. And Miss Stu agrees. The Catholic accountant should be a great guest on the show. So, uh, very good. I have, uh, it's funny. So we have a lot of people chiming in on the chat bar. Moral screening of stocks. Just had that discussion yesterday. I morally feel I have to try, thus I won't specifically invest in pharma. I would tell you that morally screening of stocks is nearly impossible. Here's what I mean. Do you have an emerging market stock that owns the Chinese companies? 
they would be violating fiduciary duty if they didn't include some of the biggest companies in the world. Does that make sense? Pharma, people object to big pharma, whether it be abortion that they're involved with, people object to big alcohol, big tobacco, big gaming. How destructive are video games in our youth? Making kids idiots. You ever talk to kids now? Their eyes are glazed over. Ben, thank you for not playing that many video games as a kid. Thanks, mom and dad. He is good parents. He's raised well. Raised well. Or he's raised well. Uh, so reading, writing, and arithmetic. So we got a lot of questions, but we would love to hear from you. Call us now, 800-321-0710. Did we take our first break of the hour yet? We got to take a break. When we return, this is Josh Chalinski, the financial quarterback. And call us during the break at 800-321-0710. We'll talk about this business of morally screening. By the way, I'm a moral person. I believe in moral ethics. But my point is screening stocks for that is very uh, well-nigh difficult to do because whose morality, right? Uh, they have these ESG funds. And what the ESG funds, which are supposedly morally screened, they're giving money to like leftist companies. <laughs> you know? So... Uh, do you want to support communist values? Do you want to support, um, you know, you could basically have a moral problem with almost any stock right now. That's my point. Not to be, um, and why does the China tech thing matter to you? Thank you. She says, I know you're moral and thus always loved who you are. Thank you. I love you too. Uh, Jim loves you too, right, Jim? <laughs> so we'll talk about Chinese tech. And how it is infecting your... And this is what I mean. Like, uh, the biggest index funds in the world have slivers of Chinese companies in them. So you might say, well, why is my international fund going out? Because it has some Russia, it has some China, it has some companies because they're supposed to be globally diversified. So you can't be globally diversified if you don't have the biggest companies in there. And couple of the biggest, two of the top 10 companies in the world are Chinese. You may have not realized that. When we return, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Are you worried about the recent coronavirus crisis and how it may have affected your money? Hi, everybody. I'm Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, inviting you to join me for my complimentary six ways to keep calm during turbulent markets webinar. If you schedule and keep your no obligation webinar today at 888-988-JOSH, it's a great thing to do. If you're stuck at home under stay at home orders, call us right now, 888-988-JOSH. If you're bored, there's never been a better time to get a second opinion on your wealth than right now. 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. And go to my website, retirementrealitycheck.com today and take your free investment profile quiz. And when you buy my book, you're eligible for three free gifts. 888-988-JOSH. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, 888-988-JOSH. Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback here. In these uncertain financial times, it is imperative that you guard your financial future. 
If you call within the next three minutes, we will offer our complimentary bear market survival guide, which will detail steps to help your plan to potentially survive the COVID-19 crisis. The bear market survival guide will cover how you might still be able to retire amid a volatile economic climate. We will throw in our complimentary 27-point ultimate game plan for retirement. Call us at 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674 for your bear market survival guide. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular financial quarterback radio program, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. Okay, we're back. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Give us a call, 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-5674. Now, at least Eric Yuan moved to San Jose, California, so I'll give him that. It's not like Jack Ma. Whatever happened to Jack Ma? Anybody remember? The billionaire of Alibaba who went missing? <laughs> you know, you know, and that's what, what I'm saying. Yes, Zoom is now a U.S. company based in the U.S., but where's his family? Where's the development team? What if the Chinese government starts kidnapping members of his family? You don't think they want to have influence? Uh, that's, that's, you know, it's like um, people got to look more than just Google because Google now manipulates what we search. So uh, somebody just says, I do not want anything from Russia. Do you realize that some of the biggest bond index funds in the world had exposure to Russian bonds? Biggest financial companies in the world, exposure to Russia. And they lost a lot of money on that. So know what you own, know what funds you own. But that's why I just say it's nearly impossible, especially in the world of indexing and ETFs, where you'll own. So if you look at uh, a big emerging market, you know, if you look at Vanguard, let's say, and um, if you look at Vanguard exposure to bonds, you know, Vanguard's a good U.S. company. Um, a lot of people have them. You know, they have exposure to bonds. Not telling you buy or sell anything over the airways, but they have exposure um, to Russian bonds. Now, essentially, they might have Two percent, because Russian bonds. That's the other thing. Russia is not a big market. Russian is a pimple on our face, and that's why I think it's absurd what's being done to us by Russia on a national stage. We'd wipe them out in a minute. They they're like a third-rate power. Why are we letting Putin have his way? You know, it's just dumb. I mean, I guess we don't want World War Three. We don't want a bomb or something. But my point is, it's like. Russia is like nothing like to compare to the U.S. So give us a call now. We're taking your questions. We're on Clubhouse. If you have a question, hit me up in the chat box. Uh, we're joined by our many listener friends. We talked about 4115 being a key marker in the S&P. February 24th, March 8th. Interesting thing is if you talk about Bitcoin and the S&P, they seem to be moving in tandem. 
and we're being joined uh, by many people up on stage on Clubhouse. We're also taking your calls live on New York Radio at 800-321-0710. I'm talking about Chinese tech saved this week by the Bank of China. The Bank of China said they would be accommodative and keep rates low, which sent shares of JD.com, Tencent, and various other Chinese tech companies, which were rocked last week, up as much as 30 40%. But I have a question for you. Will our government do more? They'll do the same. If the market goes down 70% in the U.S., or 50%. Now, Jim says Russia has 6,000 nukes. That's why. Well, that is probably true. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying they're a pimple on our forehead. And that's why I thought we have that Star Wars thing that we could shoot the missiles before they come. I, I don't know. what. You know, I, guess, I guess that doesn't work that well, or else we would be a little more. Now, Tom says, uh, Tom, you're on next with the financial quarterback, Josh Schlinski, and then we're going to hodl who's a Bitcoin star. Hoddle and I were one of the few people that were bullish on things a couple weeks ago. I'll have him talk about that. Uh, go ahead, Tom, you're on. Yeah, good morning, Josh. Uh, Josh, my question is, what do you think is the future of the uh, telecommunication stocks in the United States? They used to be on top of the world, you know, the two big ones, and now they seem to be dogs. What, do you have any idea, any you know, opinion at all on what the future is for telco stocks? Do you mean like, um, I, I don't want to, I thank you for saying telecom and not saying the companies. I can yeah. probably guess the companies you mean, so don't bring, don't mention them because we don't want to recommend anyone buy or sell individual securities. But the reason is their customer service stinks. Try to call these companies. Ben, the intern, was dealing with my issues with one telecom company, don't mention their name, for like weeks. That was my project. Ben, the intern, go get the telecom companies because I don't want to spend, I've spent between me and Ben like a hundred hours of productivity on dumb telecom companies. So unless they get their act together, I think they're idiotic. The reason, the only reason why telecom companies are propped up is because they pay a good dividend and people treat them as an annuity. Does that make sense? So I'm going to have 100000 in uh, this other company. One of the companies is so dumb, they spent all that money on, I mean, I'm not recommending you buy or sell it over the airwaves, but they spent all this money on HBO, and then they rolled it out. And it's like, well, just as HBO got hot with HBO Max and Succession, then they're, then they're divesting themselves of it. So telecom companies are very dumb particularly the two biggest, which allowed the third biggest to kind of take some market share, but they're dumb too. So I don't really, I, I've been a customer of many of them and I think telecom is ripe for revolution. I actually think it's probably more bullish for companies to uh, take over there, but telecom stocks, I think as a dividend play, maybe as a growth play, I don't see telecom. I think Tesla, once, once Starlink, can get hooked up everywhere. People are going to say, beam me up Elon Musk, and they're going to get rid of the old legacy telecom companies. I think they're bugs in search of a windshield. So 
what say you, Hoddle? Welcome to the stage, American Hoddle. Uh, hey, Josh, how's it going? Can you hear me okay? Yes, you sound good. So you and I were bullish on Bitcoin a couple weeks ago when nobody else was. And the stock market, and I said 41.15 on the S&P, seemed to be the floor for both Bitcoin and the S&P. What's your research telling you now? Yeah, my, my gut is telling me the same thing, which is that, uh, you know, I, I think we are headed for recession, but that there tend to be, you know, sort of relief rallies going into these types of events. And we got a long time before we tip recession. And so I remain in the short term to medium term relatively bullish, especially on, you know, hard assets like Bitcoin. Like I, I think we've seen gold is doing well. Real estate, obviously, everybody knows the story about that over the last couple of years. And I think gold, uh, sorry, gold and Bitcoin are, are both going to be, you know, uh, prime beneficiaries of all this geopolitical turmoil. Yeah, gold touched uh, greater than 2000 a week ago or something. And yeah, I think gold, it's interesting. I th people said, well, why did, was gold sucking it up for so long? And I think it's due to Bitcoin sort of taking its market share away. But now sort of the over 50 crowd is saying, hey, I want to allocate. And also you got institutional money managers who can't buy a Bitcoin spot ETF who say I'm going to use gold as that hedge. Um, that I gold, think gold has a demographics problem, right? Like, I mean, most of the gold investors I know are over 50 years old and there aren't a lot of new gold investors coming to take their place. Mainly because, you know, there's been a PSYOP campaign against gold for the better part of 70 years ever since we went off the gold standard that, you know, gold is terrible. Gold is nonproductive. You know, if you listen to guys like Warren Buffett, they'll tell you that gold is, you know, it's just speculative and there's no reason to own a nonproductive asset, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think younger people, they go for Bitcoin if they have these same sort of proclivities uh, rather than gold. And that's that's an issue long term for gold. But in like the short to medium term. I think gold could do well with geopolitical uncertainty. Yeah, no, no, good point. So we're going to take a short break, and when we'll be back with more of your calls, questions, comments. We're on Clubhouse. We're on iHeartMedia, Spotify app. We just launched the full episode of that Lacey Hunt interview on YouTube. Um, and this week, we're also going to roll out Robert Breedlove. We got Breedlove for an hour on YouTube as well. Uh, maybe we'll get a, and we got the Bitcoin conference coming up. That'll be fun. I think Jordan Peterson's going to be there. A lot of cool stuff. So when we return, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Jelinski here, inviting you to call my office right now at 888-988-5674, 888-988-JOSH, for your very own protection, savings, and growth review. You can control what you do with your portfolio in these uncertain times. Asset location, asset allocation, tax strategies, protection strategies, savings strategies, growth strategies, and more. So give my office a call, 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-5674, 888-988-JOSH, call us today, 888-988-JOSH for your free protection, savings, and growth review. That is a one-page, beautifully aligned financial blueprint for your wealth. You get to see all of your assets on one easy-to-understand page. That is the protection, savings, and growth blueprint. Call us now, 888-988-JOSH. Now, if you have a question... 
You can type it in the chat box. If you have a question on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, Bitcoin, annuities, backdoor Roths. You know, we thought the backdoor Roth was public enemy number one by Biden, but it's now live again for 2022. I don't know if you thought about that, but the backdoor Roth is a really cool thing. You can put money in a non-deductible IRA, convert it, then that money grows tax-free for life. So not a bad idea. Also, the new SECURE Act has completely changed the rules again. I don't know if you saw this, Hoddle, since, since you're with us. Uh, American Hoddle on YouTube. What's your, are you on Twitter? Twitter, or you got kicked off. How can people find uh, you? No, just Clubhouse, YouTube. I'll be speaking at the Bitcoin conference in Miami, so you can see me there. Yeah, go to the Bitcoin conference, see Hoddle. Uh, it's, what is it, April 6th through the 9th? Correct. Oh, great. That'll be a lot of fun. Ben's like, I want to go. The intern, you may want to go because my wife, you may come with me, but I got to find a place. You got to, you got to, you got to help me out, Hoddle. I was talking to, uh, Breedlove last night. They're they're getting Jordan Peterson and everything. I don't know if you heard about that. That should be yeah. Cool. Peter Peter Thiel is going to be there. Jordan Peterson, president of El Salvador, Eric Weinstein. I mean, it's it's pretty stacked this year. Did you ever do that thing with Eric Weinstein in Chicago, or was that all talk? No, we never ended up doing that. But uh, Eric Weinstein and the Bitcoin community have been in uh, ongoing talks. I th I think. Eric Weinstein's a really uh, intelligent guy, and uh, you know he may be just just a little too old to fully grok Bitcoin, and uh, we've been working on him for for a number of years now at this point. So, what if you you have listeners? Our listeners in New York skew a little bit older, uh, boomers and above typically. What what would you say to people since you're a Bitcoin expert? How would you kind of relate to that older generation? Well, I, you know, I would say that, uh, you know, essentially like Bitcoin is a brand new monetary technology really building on the backs of, uh, of gold. And so if you like gold, you're going to like Bitcoin, even if you don't really understand, uh, you know, computer systems that well or distributed systems that well, because essentially like in a lot for a long time, humanity had gold was our prime monetary technology for most of human history. Right. And, you know, gold was really good at transferring value through time, but not necessarily through space. And we had fiat currencies, you know, paper dollars, which were backed by gold and then later unbacked. And that's the dollar we have today. Those were really good at transferring value through space, but not time because they're inflationary and they lose purchasing power. Currency like gold. So it's very good at sending value through time, but it's also an information technology like fiat, so you can send it over a telecommunications channel. So it's very good at sending value through space. And that's sort of the framework I would use. And if you're, you know, a baby boomer and you don't really get it, but, you know, maybe your kids are into your grandkids or whatever, just pick up one Bitcoin, right? Have it as part of your portfolio as a hedge. Um, you know, there's only 21 million of them. There's, there only ever will be 21 million of them. So they're extremely scarce. If you have one, like, for instance, there's 42 millionaires in the world or 50 millionaires in the world. It's probably more now, now that, uh, you know, <laughs> all the money printing that's been going on. Maybe there's 50, 60 millionaires in the world. So not even every millionaire can own a full Bitcoin. I saw a crazy stat the other day, Josh, that uh, the number of households in America that have $25 million or more is up to a quarter million. 
There's a quarter million wow. households in America that have that much money. Isn't that crazy? It just shows you like this this bout of monetary printing that's been going on is uh, increasing the number of millionaires and the hard assets that we have, you know, trophy real estate, gold, Bitcoin, uh, you know, premier equities. These are going to be harder and harder to get, meaning, you know, the price is going to appreciate on them. So that's the thesis, basically. And it's really a function of whoever bought assets against inflation, you know, kind of hard assets, gold, stocks, real estate, and didn't puke them out in 08 uh, during the 2000, 2002 crash, 1987, COVID 2020, even the last three months, if you don't puke out your assets and you just hold on, you, you're, you're making money just by virtue of inflation and money printing. So oh, fear. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. And this is why the rich have gotten richer over the past, you know, especially 30, 40 years in America. And I, I think everybody can see that going on. It's the people who have assets, they benefit from inflation. And the people who don't have assets, they get hit hard by inflation. Oh, thank you. Um, we're going to go to Joan, who wants to turn a rental home into a 1031 before selling it. Go ahead, Joan. Hi, my name is Joan, and I have a house that I've had for 35 years. I've rented it, and now I just I was told that it was better off if I sold it and turned it into a 1031, and I could avoid taxes. Is that true? I spoke to my accountant. He said his only comment is, I don't like 1031. So I figured at this point I'd call you since I asked why I couldn't get a reason. Well, that would not be the accountant I would go to do my 1031 with. Find a new accountant. Does that make sense? So yeah, 1031s are perfectly legal. They allow you to sw swap one investment property for another. You want somebody mm -hmm. who, who doesn't give you that answer. Now, you, you might say, I love my accountant. Well, then have your accountant do your return and pay a 1031 specials to do the 1031. Does that make sense? Yeah. Who is a 1031 specialist? I failed miserably on trying to do that. Why well, have three or four CPA people that we can get you in touch with? If you call my office at 888-988-JOSH, okay? Okay, and ask for a 1031 specialist? Yeah. And we'll uh, I mean, just set up a meeting with me, and I'll get you, you know, in touch with somebody. But, yeah, that's okay, not a good answer. You know, I appreciate your accountant's honesty, but that's not really a qualifying answer. What do you say to that, Hoddle? Hoddle, were you an accountant? Me? Uh, no. no, I was not. I, I, I was not an accountant, but uh, I agree with your advice for Joan. I would fire that accountant. <laughs> I, I don't I don't see. I want a reason. I don't want just don't tell me I wouldn't do that. That's not a good idea. What that means is it's an it's a hassle to the accountant. The accountant probably knows you're frugal. Don't take that the wrong way, Joan. And the accountant does not want to charge you what it's really worth to do the job in probably paperwork. So if you go to a professional accountant, they'll be able to tell you, okay, this is what it's going to cost. It might cost a couple grand for the paperwork. I don't know what it costs. I, I, have, I have some accountants who, you know, 1031s are pretty easy to them. So I would refer you to them. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. Um... But broadly speaking, a 1031 is also called a like-kind exchange. It's a swap for one investment property or another so that you defer capital gains. You don't eliminate it. You defer it. So um, that's, a, that's the thing. People, now, 
maybe you really love that accountant. Keep him to do your basic stuff and you hire a specialist because sometimes when you get a specialist, they charge you more money. And that's generally, maybe he knows you and maybe he's frugal. Maybe he doesn't want to do the work. Uh, I, I don't know why. You know, maybe he's too busy right now and he doesn't want you to blame him if it goes wrong. But pick a 1031 <laughs> specialist and, uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny how people have experts, right? And your experts give you some dumb answers. Well, we have a very collaborative approach. Um, I have June who just sent me an email that said, I, it looks like I'm sporting a yellow shirt. June, it's pink. Maybe my lighting is off. But I wore the pink shirt just for you, June, because you told me I needed a pink shirt with this particular tie. So, Hoddle, I have a woman who, who is, uh, I don't know, she's like a mother to me. She's a sweet listener friend and, and client, and she critiques my fashion. But you know what? She buys me ties. So she can critique my fashion as long as she keeps buying me nice ties. She's hey, amazing. So um, so what other things? I mean, you're, you're big in the Bitcoin world. What, what are the things that you're getting involved in now? What are you hearing about? as an influencer in the Bitcoin world or in, yeah, or in the for, market in general? For me, you know, I'm, I'm very heavily weighted in Bitcoin. I mean, almost a hundred percent other than like my primary residence, a hundred percent of my net worth is essentially in Bitcoin or Bitcoin related assets or derivatives. And, you know, uh, I, I think the Bitcoin startup scene is really hot right now. I've been doing a little bit of that sort of investing. Uh, I, I kind of just, you know, I go back to this, this monetary inflation thesis. There's, there's a paper by Paul Tudor Jones, Wall Street legend. It's called The Great Monetary Inflation. And he basically outlines this. And, you know, he says that governments around the world are going to continue to print. And because of this printing, people who have assets are going to do very well. And you want to be in hard assets like real estate and gold, et cetera. And in the paper, he says that Bitcoin is the fastest horse in the race. And I, I align with that thesis. I believe that thesis. And I'm all in on that thesis, right? Like, Josh, sometimes we hear the, the thing of, uh, you know, diversification is a great financial diversification is great for if you're of a certain age bracket or if you want to go into protection mode but if your goal is to make a lot of wealth you kind of got to be concentrated there's an andrew carnegie quote that says you know the best way to get rich is to put all your eggs in one basket and then watch the basket so i'm pretty myopic at the moment i basically just do bitcoin that's how much i believe in it and i think your whole you know approach of hodling is similar to a Warren Buffett approach. I think people could learn from that when they hold stocks. I mean, you have people, they're all worried about Russia, Ukraine. We talked about this weeks ago, you know, by the invasion. And it seems to have worked. In the last week, the market's up like 2,000 points. And it's frankly because the federal government has an incentive for the market to be 50,000 or 40,000 or 100,000. If the market crashes, we have civil unrest, the likes we've never seen, and we have uh, no ability to pay for our debts. So inflation is a stealth tax. I would say it's a stealth tax on the dumb, the poor, the middle class, the financially uneducated. And you could be very well-educated and be dumb with your money. I talk to people all the time. They have a considerable amount of money, but they get wigged out. They get worried by 10% drops in the market. 20% drops in the market. And they don't realize that the greatest investors of all time, whether it's Buffett or others, 
they hold their securities even when it makes them want to vomit. So I always tell in people, fact, in fact, oh, I have a Josh, I have a whole framework for this, which is, you know, I bought Bitcoin at uh, 3,200. I made a big buy then. Right. And, and I felt sick to my stomach when I made that buy. I had to go for a walk around the block. I grabbed my dog. I went for a walk. I thought I'm the dumbest person that ever lived. Right. Uh, I, I just kept thinking that all day. And, and, and you know, now looking back, right, that position is up like, I don't know, 12 or 13 X from there and only a matter right so the best buys of your life will probably be, be accompanied by that sickening feeling you always want to sort of counter trade yourself you know if you think it's a really good idea to sell it's probably not and if you think it's a really good idea to buy it's probably not and conversely if you think it's a bad time to buy it might be a good time to buy so great great thank you so much for the tips hollow we'll take a break when we return we'll be back with more of your live questions on new york radio New York's WOR, we're also on iHeart, YouTube, we're everywhere. Spotify, give us a call, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. June just sent me this email. My cable bill just went up $20 per month. I should use the brain God gave me and pull the plug. Yes, but June, you can negotiate. I might give you some tips on negotiating with cable carriers when we return this is josh jelinski the financial quarterback don't touch that dial it's always on your mind retirement whether you're 55 or 35 not everyone wants to work forever and most would like a comfortable retirement you may already have a plan but is it the right one josh jelinski host of the popular financial quarterback radio program is ready to guide you towards financial freedom. He challenges the ways your parents and grandparents saved money with fresh strategies, which are exactly what you need to navigate today's volatile economic climate. Josh's new book, Retirement Reality Check, is available to order on Amazon. It's an easy read that guides you through his system for securing your financial freedom, including tax-saving strategies, understanding the right investment mix, and more. Order now. Retirement Reality Check. Call Josh at 888-988-JOSH. Let Josh help you map out your retirement using fresh strategies. Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Hey, meet you out on the first tee? Yeah, I'll be right there. Just reading this article. On what? New bill Congress passed. Looks like it's going to affect the value of all retirement savings plans. My financial guy didn't tell me about this when I saw him the other day. Well, my guy did, and we made a plan. You may have heard of him, Josh Jelinski. Josh Jelinski is your guy? Listen, if you're 10 years or less from retirement... Which I am. Josh will give you a free economic plan, which includes retirement planning, a 27-point checklist to make sure your income lasts as long as you live. He'll even help you navigate the current tax code. I'm definitely going to call Josh. Cool, but first, can we play some golf? Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, for your free economic plan. 888-988-JOSH. 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 Okay, we're back. We're talking about everything from Chinese tech to Bitcoin to holding on for dear life in the equity markets to really counter-trading your emotions. That's a great financial tip. Again, we're not recommending you do anything. Certainly not recommending you put uh, any money in Bitcoin or stocks or anything. I'm, I'm making no recommendations. Do, do your own homework. Now, uh, Jennifer said, hey, let's talk about the cable bill. Okay, I have a lot of cable bill 
concerns. I'm going to give you what I do to save money on cable. Right now, Showtime has a $3.99 per month special. So think about this. You got Showtime, you got HBO Max. Jim, you're a boomer. Are you technically a baby boomer? Do you use any of these Showtime, HBO Max? You don't do the apps. Do your kids do that? Netflix? Amazon Prime? Maybe, okay. So here's my tip. Get rid of them all. And then eventually what will happen is uh, you can do your own research. Deals vary by age or zip code. But basically this is what I would do. Find a couple shows that you like. So Showtime, Hoddle's a movie producer too, I think. So we'll get his tips on some good stuff to watch. Um, so I like, I, I, I get into Showtime probably, you know, bad. Um, I watched Homeland. Homeland was really good. Homeland was like the best show I've ever seen in my life. Uh, did you like Homeland, Hoddle? Oh yeah, Homeland's great. Oh, I love So I got into, show, I got into that, I got into Billions. So here's my tip. You, you subscribe for a month to Showtime. Watch all the Showtime you want to watch, then cancel it. You're only going to pay $3.99 for that month, and most of it's garbage anyway. So maybe you get it for three months at $3.99. Then you cancel it. Then you go to HBO Max uh, for Succession or whatever you want to watch. You do it for a month, then you cancel it. Then you do Netflix for a month. Then you cancel it. Then you do uh, everybody pretty much is Amazon Prime. So you can watch that stuff whenever you want. But you don't need any more than that. You know, then you might have Disney Plus. You watch it for a while and then cancel it. I have seven kids. We did it for one month. They were like, we're done. It's boring. I mean, how many times can you watch Snow White or whatever? Uh, I mean, they have a lot of stuff. Uh, the Mandalorian. But whatever. You do it for three months and cancel it. Don't have... 10 subscriptions all at once. Does that make sense? Because there's not enough hours in the day. Also, your family life's going to suffer if you watch too much TV. Your kids are going to suffer. They're going to turn out to be losers because you watch too much TV. And not only that, what else? Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff. They don't need that much TV, number one. Number two, um, a lot of stations, a lot of uh, places from Verizon to Comcast, cancel them. Then they'll give you comeback offers a month from now, two months that are better. You should only be paying like $90 to $100 a month for phone, internet, and cable. They exist. People tell me, no, I paid $250. What the heck are you spending $250 a month for? Do you really need 180,000 channels? Do you need... Uh, I mean, unless you're from India, do you really need, you know, the Bollywood stuff? You know, I mean, I, you know, it's like people, you know, that right there is a transfer of wealth. That's $150 a month that you could save instead of putting it. Now, now it makes so much sense, but people do it and they take advantage of people. Now, uh, one listener said, I already tried this. I spoke to the retention department. They said to contact some federal program for a $30 cost reduction. Yeah, I don't know. I think you got to cancel it. Cut the cable and maybe go to like uh, Sling TV or something. Get a smart TV. You know, you are in Long Island, and I know Long Island, Long Island is different than any other place with TV. 
But it depends. I also think now with Starlink coming, that's going to give a lot of competition to the cable companies as everybody uh, goes satellite. So, folks, give us a call. Uh, go over to retirementrealitycheck.com today. Buy my book. Now, Tom, my good friend, said you can keep the internet portion and stream with Roku or something. Yes. Yeah, just keep your internet. That, that's what a lot of kids do. A lot of people who are retired don't really want to do that, but you really only need a cell phone now. Um, I have a rotary phone. Do you know that? Does anybody else still have a rotary phone anymore? My daughters wanted to get a rotary phone, which, hey, we did it. It was like 10 bucks. They wanted to go all old school. Now, Starlink is $100 per month, $500. That's kind of costly for me. But I would tell you, if you go Starlink eventually and you get rid of all your other sources and you have a cell phone bill, and if you have a cell phone, I'll give you a cell phone tip. Pick MVNOs. So if you like T-Mobile, they will have a T-Mobile MVNO. If you like Verizon, they will have a Verizon MVNO. If you like AT&T, they have an MVNO for AT&T, and you can save a fortune, and the signals are good, and you're paying like $20 a month instead of $200 a month. So make sure you negotiate. So uh, Joan, is Joan still there? Does she have a follow-up question? Go ahead, Joan. I'm Sorry. Uh, you were very patient. Get back. Yeah. yeah, I just figured what the heck. Uh I spent, uh, I have a rental property. I can sell it for 650000 My accountant has written it down to 6500 So he said it's going to cost me a fortune. No, I should not do a 1031. From what I've read, been able to read up, it seems like it makes sense to me. So therefore, I'm calling just to find out, are there any drawbacks to doing a 1031? Well, the drawbacks are you're continuing to defer capital gains, but what most, uh, you know, sophisticated people do with real estate is they just do 1031s till they die. That's what I'm anticipating doing. You know. I'm going to pass my son and it'll just be my portfolio. I, I have what I consider a sizable portfolio, but I'm sure that to a lot of your customers, it's not. No, hey, your China egg is, is meaningful to you. Your money represents your hard-earned labor. I don't mm -hmm. care if it's 50,000, 500,000, 2 million, 20 million. We all started somewhere. Do not, there's that Bible verse that says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. I love that because anybody can start small. It's a great financial tip. Another financial tip is hold on to assets to beat inflation and folks, give us a call, 888-988-JOSH. I have office operators standing by live to schedule your no-obligation review. We'll help you with tax strategies, trust strategies, corporate structures, 1031s. And we got 15 minutes free with a CPA. When you schedule and keep your no-obligation review, 888-988-JOSH. We're continuing the conversation on Clubhouse. So
The preceding program was sponsored by the Jelensky Advisory Group. Any awards, rankings, or recognition by unaffiliated third parties or publications, including Five Star Wealth Manager, Advisory of the Year finalist by Senior Market Advisor, and Top of the Million Dollar Roundtable, are in no way indicative of the advisor's future performance or any individual client's investment success. No award, ranking, or recognition should be construed as a current or past endorsement of Josh Jelinski or Wealth Quarterback LLC. Information regarding specific awards, rankings, or recognitions is available on the Wealth quarterback website at jelinski.org. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Investment strategies such as asset allocation, diversification, or rebalancing do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. There are no guarantees that a portfolio employing these or any other strategy will outperform a portfolio that does not engage in such strategies. This broadcast should not be construed by any client or prospective client as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect transactions and securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. Due to various factors, including changing market conditions, the information discussed in this broadcast may no longer be reflective of current positions or recommendations. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Josh Jelinski and Wealth Quarterback do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The tax and estate planning information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Listeners should consider Consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback, LLC. WOR and WAXQHD2 New York, an iHeartRadio station. Available everywhere on our free iHeartRadio app. Number one for music, radio, and podcasts. 100 years as the voice of New York. Good morning, darling. Good morning, sweetie. This is Breakfast with Dorothy and Dick. Bob and Ray on WOR. The Rush Limbaugh Show. I'm Dr. Joy Brown. This is 710.